play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 209, where we don't have an interview, but guess what? We have a lot of great music. Yeah, we do. Quite a bit of uh, new music. In fact, we got so much new that Dustin decided to double down, and in place of uh, in place of where his album pick would go, he just decided, eh, you know what? Why not give these bands a bit of uh, some spotlight? Absolutely. We've got a lot of a lot of great new stuff to get to, and I have several emails I'm hoping to get to by at least through the weekend. And I am so far behind. I think I only put out one episode of Punkinor Worldwide in April. I'm hoping to get to more of that. I got a lot more, uh, a lot, a lot of great music to get added on there. So hopefully, I will get those, and we will definitely be filled with great new music for the weeks to come. And we'll get back to some interviews here in the next few weeks as well. On this episode, though. A lot of great new music, so let's talk about some of the new music that has come out and will be coming out. I show on April 19th, that's where we'll start, Son of a Fitch released Stand Up and Fight, which is an EP, Total Massacre. They released that two-thing single that we played a few episodes back when we had them on the show. Uh, It was supposed to come out on 420, but officially it came out like right before 420. Uh, over on Bandcamp, that was the release date because I picked it up that next morning. Uh, April 20th, Paris Violence and Brain Dance put out a split called Oi, We Will Never Be Divided, Volume 3. That's an EP. On the 20th, Green Machine put out Incognito, which is a single. On 420 as well, Splats put out the demos, which I will be playing. That's some death metal. Uh, released by some guys that are in some other punk bands and stuff like that. And I think Eric's going to like that. I think I will. (laughs) I'm going to play one of those tracks on the next episode on 210, so stay tuned for 210. Uh, On the 21st, Acme ACME released The Wolf, which is a single featuring Von Toxic. The Dopamines released Hard Pass, which is singles and rarities 2006 through 2020. On the 23rd, Rata Negra released Una Vida Vulgar. On the 23rd, Extinguish released the Extinguish EP. On the 23rd, Broilers released Puro Omar. Also on the 23rd, which was a very busy release date, if you didn't know, and they usually are (laughs) the Friday before because all the stuff I didn't know about ahead of time I found out on the day of. Uh, Also, Harker released Axiom. Dot Upset released 8082 Split, uh, which is called Passing the Torch. And I think I might, you know, I've got a lot of episodes to release, as I said, because I'm so far behind on Punk and Oil Worldwide. But in March and in April, a lot of great splits coming out. A handful that I've, well, one I've already mentioned, two I've already mentioned just in the last half of the month. Two more to mention. So maybe we'll get to some of those because there's so many cool splits. Uh, I listened to that Dot Upset and 8082 split earlier, two tracks from each. It was pretty good. So go out, check it out. Also on the 23rd, Locked In released the Solemn Leap EP. The Boatsman released Versus the Boatsman. Doug and the Slugs released Boots, Braces, and a Bad Attitude. Prisoner 
and Witch Cake did a split EP that came out on the 23rd. Then we bounced to the 28th, Black Ink Stain released Incidents. Another split from The Slurm, that's S-L-U-R-M, in case I'm not pronouncing that right, but I don't know how else you'd pronounce it. The <laughs> Slurm and Criminal State did a cover split, so they each had one track on it covering the other band. Oh, uh, yeah. Sort of like those uh, old school BYO splits. Yep. <laughs> uh, Lillington's this Friday on the 30th. Lillington's will be releasing Can Anybody Hear Me? A Tribute to Enemy You. Authority Zero is going to be releasing the Back Nine EP. Def 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 has a release coming up. Is it a single or is it a, an EP or something? It's a single. It's a single. Okay. Because yeah. they had two other singles. That single was not mentioned on iTunes when I looked it up. Maybe it's over on Bandcamp or, or somewhere else. But I know that it's coming out on the 30th, as you've mentioned on previous episodes. Yes, indeed. Demons is releasing Privation. Dropkick Murphys is releasing Turn Up That Dial. Action Adventure is releasing Pulling Focus. And then on May 3rd, Me The Guts. That's M-E, like me. The Guts is releasing Spilling Guts Over Rough Cuts. And what a great band name and (laughs) album name, huh? Seriously. And then finally, on May 7th, Useless ID will be releasing Most Useless Songs. Well... What do you got? Quite, well, quite a lot of uh, big bands coming out there. I don't really have anything. I was, uh, I got the uh, Extinguish EP and Odes on my radar now, awesome. and and yeah, the Extinguish EP, phenomenal. They are, they are as hard and heavy as ever, and even a little bit better. Awesome. So that's great. So yeah, I'll be playing them on the episode. Uh, uh, possibly next week or the next couple of weeks. And yeah, Def Def Def, they have been hyping it up so much on their Instagram. <laughs> I follow them and on their story, they're just like, uh, pre-save it pretty much. I'm nice. like, I don't even know how you pre-save something <laughs> that isn't released. I can mentally pre-save it. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm, uh, yeah, I got to check out the Murphy's record. Been sleeping right. on them for a while. And uh, what was the other one? Yeah, Useless ID. I like Useless ID a lot. They right. have a, the last album I know that they put out, the, uh, yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I did play it on this episode. It was, uh, fuck, I don't know what the title <laughs> is. I, I know what it is. I just can't remember it right now. But it was a great album. Such a, such a lot of great songs. Punk in Israel is still alive. Absolutely. So, so yeah, there's some stuff I've been uh, hyping up for myself, and I, so far I haven't been disappointed. One of which is my new song pick of the day, which is from the one Amigo the Devil. It was just outside the release radar. I, I went back to the 19th, but if we would have went back to the 16th, yeah. there it is. <laughs> yep, so... Little bit, a little bit later. If you re- if you remember, I've been I've been doing some of my own hype on this album ever t- ever since he released a new single uh, from his new record called Born Against. I made sure it was coming up on this as a new song, and now the album is released. If you're Amigo fans out there, you've given it a listen front to back at least. I would hope to say multiple times because I have. <laughs> I listened to it three times in one day. That is how good it is. Anyway. <laughs> 
So yeah, a lot of a lot of great songs on there. If you listen to previous episodes, you know what they sound like. You know what he is. You know what he's about. He is a very macabre, very grim, very at times gruesome <laughs> folk <laughs> artist. And of course, us metalheads and punk rockers, we like to flock to that. You know, folk music has often been is famous for depicting the underbelly of society. I mean, that's the majority of Bob Dylan's catalog. Right. I mean, just listen to Masters of War. That one gives me goosebumps every time. Just thinking about it. It's making my hair stand up. <laughs> and now, Amiga the Devil, I think he's... Uh, I personally believe he is like this generation's Bob Dylan, Johnny Cash type person because he is crossing boundaries of you know people who listen to metal or punk or just traditional indie folk or hipster folk. They can all gather and they can all listen to him and they can all get something from him. You know? And that is the beauty of music that is uh, simple, but intelligently simple. And that's what Amiga the Devil is. So, on this, and all this album, he is continuing that paradigm. He is, uh, he's doing his own thing. He has not veered or strayed uh, further from his path. But it's a good path for him to be on right now. And he's still belting out a lot of uh, really crazy songs and ideas. The one that I chose... Uh, is the one that ends the album called A Letter from Death Row. And I'm sorry to be starting it off on such a dismal note, because (laughs) this is a really unsettling and sad song. It literally is, you know, the song reads like uh, uh, someone who is on death row writing out a letter to one of their loved ones. And this is like, this is the last letter I will write they're going to put me in the chair or give me the uh, lethal dose or it doesn't specify how he's going out, but he's just going back. It's like, I am sorry for all the discomfort I caused. I hope that my death will give those families some, some sort of uh, closure, right. <laughs> stuff like that. Just basically spilling it out on this piece of paper and Amiga the devil, he presents it in sing song. So it is, it's very gruesome. <laughs> It doesn't, it doesn't go into details on there. I mean, gruesome in the fact like it's mentally gruesome. It's got a lot of emotion running through it. And that's the beauty behind Amigo. And yeah, I've hyped this album up a ton and this is the end cap of this album. So if you don't want to have it spoiled, then stop listening right now or don't, I don't give a shit. Let's play the damn song. (laughs) Midnight I'll be leaving for a place I've never been I feel a bit relieved, although I shouldn't And I reread all your letters that the prison let me keep They're the only thing that got me this far And this one is the last I'll ever write I'm sorry for the hurt that I brought this life I hope that you move on to find somebody To give you what I couldn't To hell with the martyrs To hell with trying to be I know I don't deserve 
this life for glory There won't be any angels up there singing me to sleep You're the closest thing to heaven I'll ever see The little things you did that I let bother me before Now I wish those little things would last forever And we used to count the time By how long we'd spent apart Now my clock is dust on the floor And we used to joke about never growing up And we were drunk and yelling if we die Whatever Now the only dream I have Is watching you get old Forever So throw away the memories Burn all my things I know I don't deserve to be a story When they ask me for my last words I know what they'll be I loved every cell that makes you who you are And everything in between Less than 24 hours I'll just be dirt and flowers I hope it brings the families peace When the darkness of the tunnel Is the last place I go You're the closest thing to heaven I'll ever need Yeah, after uh, the nine previous tracks of uh, fun, danceable, and uh, dark, tongue-in-cheek humor, this is what he leaves you on. It's like, <laughs> well, there you go. See ya. But what the fuck, man? Now I'm depressed. <laughs> so, right? so yeah. But like I said, his uh, intricacy with uh, putting emotions into into the music, as simple as that was, just uh, him singing over a guitar and a banjo, which he plays both of them. You know, so this is definitely him who's recorded both of those tracks. And but yeah, it's just uh, got this nameless killer, this genderless killer. Writing a letter back to their loved one and their loved one who apparently has stuck by them by extension, you know, writing letters to them and writing letters back. And now it's uh, coming to an end. So, yeah, it's kind of a it's a fitting end cap for that album and just how he just alludes to the dark side of life awesome. <laughs> for, for better or for worse, whether he's making fun of it or if he's being serious about it. You really don't know which way he's going to go on this. <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's Amigo the Devil, Born Against, has, uh, has quickly becoming one of my favorite albums of this year so far. And we're almost to the halfway point, so uh, I guess by now I should have five, but <laughs> I don't. Right off the top of my head, I have two, the other one being the Project Sellout album. <laughs> awesome. Well, time will, time will keep rolling on, and uh, some great albums will come out, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. 
even though uh, Amiga the Devil left on a <laughs> basically a death note with this <laughs> with this album. He will keep going on. He will keep making music, and hopefully, he will be coming back to tour. He is playing Psycho Fest in Las Vegas this summer, so cool. That's that's reason enough for me to go down there among multiple others. So many good bands that on that. That's great. A lot yeah. of good stuff starting to, to pop up. So get out there and check them out as soon as you get the opportunities to check them out. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's play some more new music. The band The Raging Nathans, which are on Rad Girlfriend Records, are going to be releasing a new album called Waste My Heart on June 4th. We have the album, and we've been listening to it. And yeah. Uh, I enjoy it. Have you had a chance to, to listen yet? Yeah, I have had a chance. It's got me, it's given me a vibe of like, of like the late '90s, early 2000s, when skate punk was co- was colliding a bit with melodic hardcore. You think bands like uh, Strike Anywhere, and what eventually evolved in, excuse me, into bands like Pairs and Direct Hit. Direct Hit was probably the greatest configuration, uh, in in terms of uh, uh, comparing. Okay. In terms of comparison. So great band. Yeah, they are a great band. Wow. Just those bands that like uh, intricately weave together, you know, the m- melodicism and the uh, and just the hard uh, near angsty growls on there. But there's not a lot of growls in this one. Although I will say the album cover did allude to me thinking that because <laughs> that album cover it looked like uh, it looked like a, a Mark Riddick ripoff who uh, is famous for designing a lot of album covers and t-shirt designs for uh, death metal bands, doom metal bands, all those crazy guys. <laughs> so that, that's what the album cover looked like. So I was thinking, oh, is this band going to be a bit harder? I thought it was going to be hardcore. Nope, this is like a, a skate punk, pretty much. <laughs> so, cool. that, so that put me through a bit of a... Uh, through a bit of a turnaround, but <laughs> but despite the album cover not meeting the expectations of what I thought was going to be the music, was still a decent turnout. <laughs> I was like, yeah, there was some there was some good songs on there. There was quite a bit of catchiness and quite a bit of a, a viscosity in terms of production. <laughs> yeah, I look forward to playing more. We're going to play the title track "Waste My Heart" now. It's already been released last week on Friday as a single, and they released a video for it, too, so get out and check out the video. They're from Dayton, Ohio. If for some reason you're unfilm, uh, unfamiliar with the band Raging Nathans, and they're on Rad Girlfriend Records, if you want to find out more, you can go look up Rad Girlfriend Records, of course. But we did an episode way back. It was like a fall of 2018. I want to say it was like September, October. It's episode 66.5, and it was all... Bands from Rad Girlfriend Records, but we really focused on the new Raging Nathans, which was new at the time. Yeah, and we had Josh on the show, who's in the band The Raging Nathans Plus, runs Rad Girlfriend Records, and so really cool episode. I recommend going and checking that one out if you haven't heard it yet. A lot of cool bands on it, including this one. Let's play some new stuff from The Raging Nathans called "Waste My Heart," the title track. Off the new album coming out on June 4th.
think that song is a perfect example of how you describe the band. Yeah. A mixture of skate punk and some melodic hardcore, especially kind of towards the end there. Yeah. I would have to say, like, uh, if I was to compare them to three bands as a... You know, these are my slug writing days coming back to me. The little <laughs> equations that we make. I'd say it's a combination of Direct Hit, uh, Strike Anywhere, and Teenage Bottle Rocket. Awesome. Yeah, really because uh, uh, the lead singer, I, I'm skipping on his name, but he's got a similar vocal range and uh, and presentation, along with the same uh, inflections and whatnot as pretty much any pop punk artist. But the way that he sounds, sounds like uh, Cody Templeman's lyrics. He's the... Uh, yeah, if you know Teenage Bottle Rocket, they alter vocals. Like sometimes it's Cody, sometimes it's Brandon, and uh, but Cody's got his own style, and this is the one where it sounds like just a bit more high pitched. <clears throat> gotcha. So, so yeah, yeah, I like it. It's a lot of fun. That was one of the songs that I was uh, bobbing my head to the most. Right. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah, because I love the the humor in there, and I love the uh, I love the catchiness of that part. <laughs> I like it too, and you know, a lot of songs, when, especially when you first hear them, you might not always catch all the lyrics, and that's what we can appreciate music videos for is mm-hmm. the some extra visuals that might open our minds up to kind of what the band might have been thinking. Precisely. So I recommend going and checking out the music video for this one as well. You've heard it once, now go hear it twice. Go to YouTube and go check out Waste My Heart from the Raging Nathans. Yeah, we'll see how fast they rage. they rage so much they get wrecked right (laughs) plug (laughs) Uh, it's good stuff let's do another new one before we do some older ones here Uh, first before we get to the older ones the explainers we've played them a bunch Uh, really cool band I like this band they're out of Wilmington North Carolina they have released since June of last year two full lengths and now as of April 1st April Fool's that is they released another EP, so two LPs, one EP since June, and later this year, they're planning on releasing another LP, so within less than a year and a half, three LPs and one EP, and when I say EP, it's not like a two-track EP, this had five tracks on it, and we are going to listen to one of them, I recommend you get out and check out all of uh, you know the, the other five tracks, this one uh, more parody on this, uh, more kind of funny parody as opposed to political parody yeah. on the other two albums. The other two albums, uh, Enemy of the People, they released in June, and then October Surprise, which they released in October. And a lot of political parody in those. This one here, though, uh, a bit more, I would say, a bit more fun. Uh, but also, you, you know, they're, they're doing some other things with it uh, as opposed to not just making it fun. Like uh, this particular song, the, the songs that are on there that we're not playing is 10 Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers, Dog Walking, Wave Rider, and Macaroni Sounds. And then also, before I forget, uh, I, I want to mention that the cover art on this, go check out the cover art. Uh, I don't even I don't recall mentioning the name of the EP. The EP is called Macaroni Sounds and Other Thinly Veiled Parodies. I should have probably mentioned that to begin with. I could have probably u- said the title and not have quite the description. But anyway, I did it in that order. The Go look at the album cover. And I just want to mention that their friend, uh, 
Sean, who's played on Bills with them in Wilmington, is decked out in macaroni, a la the classic Herb Alpert, Whipped Cream, and Other Delights album cover. And Sean is a trans woman, and and they're uh, doing what, uh, you know, to increase representation in media, and that's kind of where they went with the, the specific album cover. So I wanted to mention that. Also, they, like I say, they have a lot going on with this. The specific track that I picked, I mentioned the other four tracks. Well, the track that I did pick is called Horny Moms. And Horny Moms is their impression of Def Leppard Poison or whatever hair metal band. <laughs> uh, the most popular shows in their town are stupid cover bands. So this is their idea of a song that would go over well for that crowd. Uh, I thought it was funny and... Uh, the macaroni song uh, at, at the end, I would have picked that. It was a little longer. I was trying to keep it you know, around that three-minute range. But if you go check out the song Macaroni Sounds, uh, it, it's great. You should do it. Here is The Explainers with Horny Moms.
what'd you think? Oh my god! With uh, <laughs> at my work, there is a radio station. They keep it on my ninety nine five, and it plays the same damn ten tracks every day from hit radio singles of pretty much every decade from the sixties all the way up to the two thousands, and they kind of cut it off there. So that includes a lot of Motley Crue, a lot of Def Leppard, a lot of Quiet Riot that keeps coming on, and I just want to fucking put a bullet through those speakers because I am sick of hearing those songs. <laughs> so this was a nice little refresher. It was a, so thank you. Thank you, explainers. Thank you for making this stupid parody because <laughs> it was really funny. And yeah. It is true. That is Horny Bob's music. It just made me think of an episode of uh, of uh, Shit's Creek. Yes. I don't know if you've seen that, but it's a funny show. It's a hilarious show. But one of the uh, one of the town's ladies, she uh, was she's a product of the '80s. She, that was her time to uh, rock out and party, and there. And she was in some acapella group, and they were scheduled to be opening up for Poison, but that fell through. So they had to make broke and do a show, like, in a, some casino somewhere. And she was, like, really bummed out. She was decked out in her Poison gear, dressed like she would have in the 80s. You think an old middle-aged woman uh, going through a midlife crisis. <laughs> she even <laughs> puffed up her hair again. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Just those people trying to relive those glory days when hair metal was a thing right but it ain't a thing anymore now it just exists in nostalgia and uh and uh the token bon jovi songs that come on the radio (laughs) (laughs) uh it's it's hilarious i I, you should check out the five tracks and if for some reason you missed those episodes we were playing the explainers just go to the Bandcamp page and listen to all of it and then be on the lookout because when they release later in this year uh, I, I know I'll end up playing some tracks off there because I just like what oh, they yeah. do. I know. Just hearing their uh, release schedule. Uh, y- you listeners can't see it, but I am green in the face with envy. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, God damn it. That's for, it the, my band's been together for uh, almost three years now, over three years, and we have one five-song EP. <laughs> <laughs> just one. But that's usually the rudiments on which uh, underground bands live. So these guys, my hat goes off to them. You are dedicated as fuck. Right? You probably don't have jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good for them, though. I mean, three LPs and an EP, which will all be within a year and a half. I mean, June of 2020, they're planning on probably maybe October-ish. Sometime Sweet. later this year, not to put a you know pressure on them like that they're not an official date, just like later in this year. So I mean, even if it's released in 2021, that is one year and a half exactly. Yep. And they will have it done before then. So uh, three LPs, one EP. Go check out this EP again. It is called uh, Macaroni Sounds. And other thinly veiled parodies. So go go check out those other macaroni sounds. That was Horny Moms. Let's listen to some older, lesser known stuff. Now, what do you got? Oh, what have I got? So we're going from a um, a parody 
a parody band called The Explainers with a uh, trans woman as their singer to a band called... Album cover, not singer, but album cover. Album cover? Yes. And uh, with a trans woman on their album cover, we'll yes. say that. To uh, We're going to go down the realm of uh, shit that isn't PC. We're going to a band called The Queers, and we're dipping into their album, Love Songs for the Retarded. So if you're part of the cancel culture, good. I hope you had an aneurysm. Just come and try. Come and try and cancel us. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, back in the day, that's what punk was about. It was about turning heads, you know? It was like, oh, a band called the Queers? I bet these guys are so gay. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. They just love <laughs> They just love throwing shade. And this was one of those bands that were adopt one of those '90s bands adopting the Ramones nostalgia, bringing back bringing punk back to that kind of catchy simplicity on there without being too hardcore, not being too skate punk, and not having to be too overtly parodic like uh, your average Vandals or No Effects, as it were. Right. Yeah, these guys were just like trying to bring it back to uh, sort of Descendants standards, where it was just like uh, awkward, nerdy kids who are just uh, kind of the losers that always strike out. That's what the queers were going off, and they really mastered it in this album. And, of course, Love Songs for the, uh, for the Retarded, back in the 90s and into the 2000s, that was a way to describe someone as someone who has just done something or acting overtly stupid just the opposite <laughs> of intelligent and of course you know nowadays saying that word gets you a bit yeah it gets you a bit of a clout and some dirty looks but, but really is anything any insult you know pc right <laughs> not really that's why they're called an insult i use that word and i never have thought or used it towards somebody that wasn't just somebody that was being dumb yeah yeah, I rarely, I mean, back when I was a dumb teenager, yeah, we threw that word around, but we also threw some words around that I wouldn't say today. Right. You know, like the F word that begins with A, that begins with F, A, and ends with O, T. We uh, use that a lot. Right. Threw that around quite a bit, but of course, we were angsty teenagers. We're going through puberty. Our brain's not as indecisive as to what we want to be. And we learn from our mistakes, and I'm like, yeah, I don't call people the right. R word anymore. But when I when I uh, refer to something as retarded, that's what I think of a situation right. or even an inanimate object. I call it that. <laughs> it's an inanimate object. It doesn't have feelings. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> so who's going to take offense to that? Right. Uh, yeah, we got a bit off uh, track here. So the Queers, yes, the Queers. They are, yeah, they're a they're a fun band. They got a lot of uh, fun songs in here, and the one that really uh, sucked me in was the song from this uh, from this album, Love Songs for the Retarded. The song called Monster Zero, and this is about what I described as a loser kid who's uh, striking out. You know, they it paints the image of like a kid going on his uh, date with his high school sweetheart, and he's trying to get busy with her, but it's not exactly working he's not pulling the right moves he's not <laughs> sure how uh he's not sure what move to make next he's probably not even sure what uh sex is at that <laughs> point <laughs> and that's just what they're describing at the song you just sit back like an awkward high school comedy and you just think yeah this is funny stupid <laughs> that's basically what monster zero is all about and yep like most ramon songs it is catchy so 
Yeah, the queers did a, a good homage to this one, and it exists in this song. So let's listen. <laughs> to kiss her but she fell asleep <laughs> just weird little things like that and and yeah the song itself is catchy as hell i really love that descending riff it's just it's just it's funny and and yeah just holding on to the uh, simplicity that was that ramon sound which was just bringing rock and roll back into its uh, simplicity days trying to forget what what Zeppelin sounded like. Right. <laughs> you know? It tried to be like, remember when it was just simple? Remember when you could actually relate to it instead of having to think about what Hobbit they were singing about? <laughs> yeah. Let's see, let's do that again. So, yeah, now the Queers, and uh, along with bands like Screeching Weasel and the Dwarves, they were all kind of following that same notion, just trying to keep songs uppity and funny. Right. So that's what that's what Weasel did, and that's what the Queers did. And the Queers did it, I think, the best. They're still one of those bands I could go back and listen to and smile unironically. <laughs> They've been around a long time, 41 years or 40 years this year as yeah. a band since they started, so that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty that's insane. Right. They've been doing this for a while. I remember seeing them way back in the uh when the shred shed was still open. Wow. Yeah, did a floor show. They and they came with Teenage Bottle Rocket as well. What a great show! 
Yeah, it was a great show. It was wild. It was the second show I reviewed for Slug Magazine. I still can't go back and read it because I think it was one of the worst articles I ever wrote. <laughs> well, we get get our practice, get our cut our teeth somewhere, right? Yep. And that was the that was the one for me. <laughs> well, before I was gonna wait because they're right after we do our older, lesser known. When there were shows, we would talk about shows, and I wanted to mention that. Punk Rock Bowling released their uh, schedule for the day shows anyway on Monday this past week. Mm-hmm. So on se- <laughs> September, uh, come September, everybody, the show is September 24, 25, 26. So this time around, because it's not, uh, what is it, the Memorial Weekend, yeah. they're doing Friday, Saturday, Sunday shows instead of Saturday, Sunday, Monday show. And then your after parties will go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and your pool parties will be Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So September 24th through 26th, go to Punk Rock Bowling's webpage. It's in Las Vegas. It's the 22nd annual. Obviously, not a lot was annual last year, but <laughs> annual nonetheless. And because you met, played the band that you played, I'm going to do a quick rundown of Saturday, of Sunday, or sa- Friday, Saturday, and Sunday at the main event where the show starts at 1, it'll probably end around like 10, because the club shows start around 10.30 or so. So, to start off the day on Friday, the 20, was that 24th, right? Yes. You'll have Jerk, then the Sunnydales, the Line Cutters, Seized Up, Bad Cop, Bad Cop, FYP, Pears, Roy Ellis, and the Aka something or another, the print is very, oh, Mr. Simmerips, Roy Ellis, and the... I can't tell. The print is really small on the name there other than Roy Ellis. Let's I see. should probably know it. Eric will look it up while I finish that day. Yeah, I've got it saved right here. Where was it? Yeah, FYP pairs Roy Ellis. Oh, and the Agrolites. There we go. Oh, the Agrolites. Okay. There we go. Some... Way old school ska for you right there. Look like C's with that font and as, as small as the, yes, the Agrolites. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. The Queers. We just played the Queers. Yeah. Anti-Flag. All. The Menzingers. Frank Turner. No Effects. That's going to be your Friday. Oh, yeah. Tell you, I'm excited for Frank Turner. I have not seen him yet. I'm excited for so many. I mean, you were just talking about pairs on this yeah. episode. I'm and excited. All. To... Haven't seen them since the Warp Tour back in the 90s. For me, I haven't seen all I think ever. Really. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, you'll get the chance. Yes, I will. The Menzingers, but... uh, looking forward to them. They had to, yeah. I think I, I had their club show ticket two years ago or something like that. It was there two or three years ago, and they weren't able to make it for whatever reason, or maybe that was at maybe that wasn't the club show. I think that was Bishop's Green, who's also on here, gonna be playing on the Sunday. It was. The Rock the Ship that was out in Oakland in yeah. late 2019, I think, is what the Menzingers weren't able to do. But let's get to Saturday. Saturday the 25th, you'll get Suburban Resistance, Side Eyes, Decent Criminal, who we played on the show, Urethane, Field Day, Plague Vendor, who I think has something new coming up here in the next couple months, Good Riddance, The Agrolites. So they'll be playing just as themselves, the Agrolites. The yep. Bronx, which we know will have something new released in August. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Youth Brigade, Gorilla Biscuits, 
Leftover Crack, Streetlight Manifesto, and Circle Jerks. Like the majority of those bands, I just what I can't wait. Oh yeah. If I was to choose one day to go, it would be that one. Absolutely. I mean, for, there's good bands on oh, all yeah. the days, and probably the band I want to see the most might be on Sunday. But if you go just by lineup, it is for sure Saturday for me. Oh yeah. Because I mean all these I've seen quite a few of these bands, you know, Streetlight Manifesto, Leftover Crack, uh the yep. Bronx. All put on amazing shows. Yep. Plague Vendor's a riot to see live. Good Riddance is just, they're just wonderful. Youth Brigade, you know, you got to pay homage to the actual Stern Brothers music. And also, Gorilla Biscuits. I saw half of their set when they came to Salt Lake and played that free show, but I had to jump back to work. Oh. <laughs> and I was pissed off because I didn't get to hear Start Today live. So now I will get that chance. That's awesome. I'm also wondering because how Civ is so militant on having no barriers at any Gorilla Biscuit show. I wonder if the Stearns are going to comply with that. Wow. Because this is a main stage event. If you've been to PRB, you know what the main stage looks like. You know how much space is between the stage and the barrier right. to the audience. So I don't know how it's going to work. Maybe this will be the show that Civ does an exception on, or maybe this will be the one where the Stearns do an exception. I don't know. Either way, there's going to be an exception. Yeah. And of course, finally, seeing the Circle Jerks live, the one that by the time they announced that they were coming back, they couldn't play any shows because the fucking virus happened. Right. <laughs> and now we finally get to see them. They have a they have a tour still scheduled with uh, Negative Approach and uh, uh, I forgot the third band that they're touring with, but they are going to be coming through. On a proper tour starting, I think, late next year, early, or late this year, early next year. Cool. So, yeah. But get down and see them at Punk Rock Bowling. I mean, Keith Morris is down there as off or as flag or even as just himself as just a spectator. <laughs> right. Well, so. on that note, if you get down there, what you'll see on Sunday is the Twits, Babe Patrol, Holy Fever, The Last Gang, Bridge City Sinners, Bishop's Green, that's the one I, I just can't wait to see. Yeah. Bishop's Green. The schizo Schizophonics. Schizophrenics. Oh, never mind. Schizophonics. Yeah, I was going to say right. Schizophrenics, just... and as I was saying it, like, Schizophonics. Yeah. Schizophonics. That's that's pretty fun. <laughs> right? Uh, Riverboat Gamblers, looking forward to that one as well. Yeah. English Beat, I'm looking forward to that. Municipal Waste. The Lawrence Arms. Murder City Devils. Luna Chicks and main event is Devo. Oh yeah. Oh it's about time we get to, I get to see Devo live because I know they've been one of the house bands of punk rock bowling for quite a few years now. And yeah, they've been they've been kind of on they've been kind of taking a sleep right. <laughs> for the past few years. So so yeah, that's the replacement for uh Cox Bar. You know, who couldn't make it back this year. Which is too which, bad. I know. I'm really bummed. I love Cox Bar. I can't see that band enough. Yeah, I know. I've only seen them once, and I'm like, okay, I got to see you about 50 more times. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. But yeah, Devo, i never seen, so this will be a good first outing for me. It'll also be good to see the Gamblers again. I saw them, 
I saw them a few times. Once opening up for Flogging Molly, where me and my friend beat some people up <laughs> for talking shit on those guys, Del- booing them and getting them off the stage. So we just went, fuck this, just elbowed them in the head. <laughs> nice. Yep. And the funny thing, we told that story to them when we saw them later that year on Warp Tour, and they were like, oh, thank you so much for doing that. <laughs> and they gave us some buttons as a reward. <laughs> That's awesome. It was really rad. And yeah, Municipal Waste, seen them a million times. I'll see them a million more times. They're fucking awesome. And the English Beat, I have never seen the English Beat, and I really want to. Because right next to the specials, they are like the reason Two-Tone Ska exists. Right. It's like them and and the specials, then the Selector, and I would have to say the Whalers. Right. That's like the big four of Two-Tone, in my opinion. That's cool. It's cool that they're bringing more of those guys in, along with the Agrolites, too. Yep. Yeah, bringing in more ska, bringing in a lot of new bands and... Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah, and Streetlight. They are one of the kingpins of ska revival. Right. It's like you had Op Ivy, you had Leftover Crack or Choking Victim, and yeah, Streetlight Manifesto, they came out in the same, really in kind of the same vein as the Boss Tones. Well... Uh, new, I think Boston's are releasing something new in like two weeks or something like that, two to three weeks. Yes, they are. coming out. They are. Yep, so be on the lookout for that as well. Real quick, we're going to get into more music, but the <laughs> we club had a bit shows. We a sidebar right Yes, there. we did. But it's an important sidebar. Indeed it is. Shows are happening. Uh, club shows, in case you're curious about those, they said they're going to announce them in the summer. So hopefully it's early summer. And technically summer, I mean, is June, what, 20th or 21st or something like that. Hopefully it's by then or before then. Yeah. <laughs> if they're going by the by solstice dates, yeah, yes. it'll be the 21st. So closer to the lot to July than uh, May, but still in June. <laughs> I'm hoping by June, though, we know. Yeah. Well, I know I'll be playing a show on June 11th. Summertime. Yeah. And the living's easy. Uh, I don't like referencing that band. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't played them yet. <laughs> yet. There's only one song I will play by those guys. I played a cover. Yeah. You did? Uh, of the, them, yes. A cover of Sublime or something Sublime covered? No, a cover of Sublime. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Who did that? I will look that up. <laughs> we'll get into some music. Let's do some music. We'll talk about it right after. Uh, the band is Street Threat. We're still on older, lesser known. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a cool band out of Carson, California. Uh, I came across them a while ago, played them over on Punkanoi Worldwide, and then just came across this album again and thought, you know what? I haven't played it here yet. Uh, the album, which is their second album, is called Start the Chaos. They started as a band in 2007. Their uh, second album, this is, came out in 2012. So let's get into... Street Threat from Start the Chaos and aptly named Finally Here. The music is Finally Here. Face! 
street threat, giving us some street punk. What'd you think? Well, yeah, the music was definitely street punk. However, the vocals sounded very much oi. You know, the the gruff tone, uh, if the music was slowed down, you could have just called that a straight-up skinhead song, but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, this is too fast to be a little barroom skinhead song. Right? So, so yeah, I love how those uh, worlds that, from what I hear, are colliding on there, and it makes for a good presentation. I like that. Street threat. <laughs> right. Good stuff. Uh, as far as I know, I think they only had the two albums. The first one came out a couple years prior to seven or eight tracks, something like that, and then this one right here. Uh, I recommend checking them out. They are a really cool band. I like it a lot. Again, they're out of Carson, California. Go check them out. The album was Start the Chaos, and finally here. To answer your question, I I played uh, No Use for a Name covering Bad Fish. Oh, yeah. Man, that was a while ago. Right? I played that on episode like nineteen five or I don't know fourteen something way back in September of twenty seventeen, like right at the beginning of the show. Okay, I played that as a cover, and then the cover I thought I played, but I guess I didn't. I just have the track, but I thought I played it on the show. Is the band Denim D E N M, and then they did a cover of Bad Fish as well, both being mm. Bad Fish. Uh, the cover, and I like that track. Uh, as far as Sublime goes, it's probably you know one of the the better Sublime tracks, as it were. And maybe one day I will play the Denim track, but I did play No Use for a Name covering right. Fish. Yeah, I forgot that they. I forgot No Use for a Name did that. But then again, I don't really pay attention to cover songs that certain bands do. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Unless it's unless it's done well or it's done differently or like. Uh, you know that's uh, that stuff that I give uh, to whom I give props. Well, maybe we'll get to denim on a different episode, but let's get to your great cover to cover album. Yes, the band that actually does have a trans woman singer. <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Yep, and that uh, yeah, and that singer, her name is Laura Jane Grace. The band is Against Me. I've played Against Me in the past. My favorite album, Reinventing Axl Rose, and coming in at a close second, they're. <laughs> Aptly's second album, the as the Eternal Cowboy. <laughs> right. Yeah. I have no idea what the Eternal Cowboy is or even means, but I really don't care. <laughs> I haven't even really thought about it. <laughs> so whatever. The music on there is wonderful. It's kind of described as a, uh, uh, in one slug review I read, like the uh, Dylan Goes Electric days of Against Me. Because, yes, if you remember Reinventing Axl Rose, that is just acoustic acoustic punk rock, pretty much. And this one still has some acoustic uh, tracks on here, one of which is my picks. Um, but, yeah, you they definitely went electric on this one. They kind of went a bit half and half. So you got your softer sing-along uh, folk ballads, pretty much. And, but then the electric... Uh, the electric guitars they put in, they're being played like they were written on acoustic guitars, and they're played as if they were being played on one. And so it's not like a straightforward, hyping, you know, just downstroking punk rock. You know, that that did come, but a little later. It wasn't it was this was sort of a prelude to it. So it's not a uh, prototypical punk album. This is just like a uh, this was just a mixture of uh, kind of a precursor to bands that we got like uh, uh, like the Flatliners 
or the Menzingers or the Lawrence Arms, anything like that, where it was just a b- punk rock, but a bit scaled back to, uh, really to like the emo days, you know, the right. Weezer days, pretty much. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's what I get from Against Me and their evolution as well. And this was, uh, this was one of those pivotal albums. And it was the first album they released when they signed to Fat Records. So this is their Fat Records debut. And they only released one other on this. It was uh, Searching for Former Clarity, which was kind of a less than stellar album. That was a bit more like a, uh, you know, a cut and dry punk rock album. But nothing really stood out from a, at least from a, as a whole album. Save for a couple of tracks. But this one. Front to back, this album is amazing. So we're going to start off with what I was describing as the electric sounding as if it was written acoustically, but it just kind of uh, did an old flip of the switch. And that switch was turning on the amp. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, one of the ones I chose was You Look Like I Need a Drink. And that's another thing. I love the the song titles on here, the Cliché Guevara. Right. (laughs) Yeah, oh my God. Or Sink Florida, Sink. And then the the closing track, which was almost a pick of mine, the Cavalier Eternal, <laughs> which is literally just, you know, girl, I'm sorry, but I'm leaving. <laughs> just a little acoustic ballad at the end. Just uh, uh, just Laura and her guitar and just singing like, uh, yep, I'm on tour. Hello, my former loved one. Kind of sucks. <laughs> but I already had a, uh, a song that was uh, written as a letter back home played on this episode (laughs) but we're not gonna talk about that here's you look like i need a drink one of the first songs you hear from against me going into the electric days Don't you go all around, get up 
So yeah, a bit of a mixed bag of things that uh, come about in that one track. And that's what most of the record sounds like. And, and yeah, but like I said, they do a bit of a half and half approach on here. Half measures of acoustic, half measures of electric. Right. Yeah, the former of which comes in, uh, you know, some big singles like a Sink Florida Sink. You know, but they have since like made acoustic versions of that, which are often played live. Um, and speaking of live, uh, hearing them played live, some of the acoustic tracks on this one rarely get any attention. Even some of the electric tracks don't even get much love. I remember the last time I saw them over in uh, PRB, and they played uh, TSR, This Shit Rules. <laughs> I was like, oh, finally. That was the first track I ever heard from Against Me. And I was like, okay, this is a good band. <laughs> so yeah, this album was about my introduction to them. And then when I heard uh, Reinventing Axl Rose, I'm like, Oh, this is a bit weird. This is all acoustic. This isn't punk. (laughs) But again, you heard what I said about me being a teenager. We were young. We were dumb. Yeah, they were right. I was wrong. And now it's one of my favorite albums. (laughs) But again, so is this one. And it's good to hear that the acoustic stuff still comes about. But yeah, they kind of get undercut. This one uh, does get a bit of an undercut, mostly because I think people can't... can't memorize the title. This is a long title. This is a sentence of a title. Indeed. Yeah. So, you know, and everyone just uh, kind of uh, <clears throat> uh, shortens it down to just call it unsubstantiated rumors. But yeah, unsubstantiated rumors are good enough for me, and in parentheses, to base my life upon. <laughs> yeah, it's like you couldn't fit enough uh, words in one title. But, but yeah, that was a... <clears throat> That was a good one. The acoustics uh, stick out on me on this one even more so than the at the aforementioned uh, Cavalier Eternal. So, unsubstantiated rumors. It's a it's a short one. It's uh it's about a minute thirty something like that. Something like 40. that. I think it's about one forty on here. Yeah, yep. one forty. And but yeah, like a typical punk rock song, it gets in, says what it needs to say, and leaves you thinking about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a the title is about as long as this album's as the song's length. So, yeah, let's give it a listen. It's getting warm.
So yeah, that's the that's what I love about the structure of this album. You hear a song like that, it just sounds like when it just sounds like Laura just uh, fucking around on the guitar and just you know picking up these lyrics like uh, she had written them just uh, five minutes earlier. You know, <laughs> just the just her fucking around in the studio and uh, oh, we happen to be pressing record. Well, let's just keep it. It was a good one. <laughs> right. And it was good. That's one of the things that stood out to me. Back in the days when uh, me and my friends were trying to be an acoustic project, we attempted to cover that one. Nice. The only thing was, I can't sing. At least not like a, not like Laura can. <laughs> <laughs> so it did not go as well as you were hoping it would. No, it did not go as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, like I said earlier, if... Uh, you know, if unless covers do something different or pay like a very good homage to the original artist, uh, it they sometimes they can turn out to be a classic. I think one of the biggest ones that comes to my head is uh, uh, Aretha Franklin's cover of Otis Redding's "Respect." Right. Now, when everyone thinks of the song "Respect," they think of Aretha, as right. they should, because it was uh, much better. <laughs> uh, I agree. You, you know, one of those newer comparisons. I think yours is a great comparison. But one that comes to mind is Sinead O'Connor, the the track that she did, Nothing Compares, right? Yeah. That was a Prince song. Prince wrote it. Prince did it first. Yep, that's but true. <laughs> people don't you know attribute that song to Prince. And when you hear the two different ones, as much as I love Prince, I think she did a really good job and she brought something different to to that track. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the that's the nice thing about having a you know, artistic, uh, I forget what the word is, structure behind your songs. It's like, yeah, you're a different artist, you're a different person. So put your take, put how this song made you feel right. into your own structure. Absolutely. Yeah. Just like how uh, Nirvana does some amazing songs. Right. <laughs> cover <laughs> songs, pretty much. Like, I think of Love Buzz, I don't think of, I don't even know the name of the band that it came up. It was like Blue... Blue Thunder or some shit like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, re- I really don't know. Or Johnny Cash is hurt. I often forget that it's Nine Inch Nails that wrote that song. Right. Most people do. They think, oh yeah, what's your favorite Johnny Cash song? Hurt. Okay, that was a good cover. It's a cover? Yeah. <laughs> Covered Soundgarden's Rusty Cage as well. He did a good job on that too. Oh yeah. That was a good one. Yep. Give that, that little twang part to right? it. But yeah, that's the thing. Putting it in his own style, breathing new life into it. Absolutely. Well, I don't have an album on this episode. In lieu of that, uh, Nick from Damn It Records in the UK shared a couple bands that are on that label and work with that label, uh, or the label helps them anyway. And I'm going to play a couple of those bands here. One of those bands that we're not playing on this specific episode because we played a handful of the stuff, and just a few weeks ago we played on episode 205, we threw in the new track, Mad Mulligans. Who are the Mad Mulligans? They had a UK release which came out on Damn It Records, and that track was Divided We Fall. I included that on that episode. Definitely get out there and check out Mad Mulligans great band and that's a great uh, album and if you get the uk version then you get that extra track as well really cool uh the bands that we're going to play on this episode from damn it records so the first band cato street conspiracy 
Nick is in that band, but is the band's not specifically on Damn It Records. The band formed in 2020. So last year, they formed less than a year ago, and then they released their debut LP, which is self-titled Cato Street Conspiracy, on December 9th of 2020. So good stuff. I really like the band. Uh, the band has some people that have played in Perjury and the band Snide, and we're actually going to play Snide next. So before I get ahead of myself, let's get into some music here. Uh, a little note, if you weren't aware, which I was not, but now I am, and the band is from UK, by the way, before I forget to mention that, if you didn't know, but the Cato Street Conspiracy, what the band is named after, was an attempt to murder all the British cabinet ministers in 1820. So that's what they've named their band after. I like it. Uh, the band Cato Street Conspiracy, off of their self-title, we are going to check out the track Allegiance to No One. Here we go. said it better myself allegiance <laughs> to no one oh yeah that sounds like uh, proper punk rock all in one song right there <laughs> right and there's the oi that you were talking about earlier remember the vocals in the one track kind of had yep. that oi sound but the music was all street punk yep 
this one's uh, this one definitely does an ode to the uh, street punk sound. This one definitely feels like a skinhead song, <laughs> right? Cato Street Conspiracy from the UK. Check them out. Check out that self-titled Cato Street Conspiracy. Go look up Damn It Records. Like I said, this band isn't specifically on, or that release wasn't specifically a Damn It Records release, but Damn It Records works with the band. Uh, thanks again to Nick for sharing the band's music with us. Check out, and also the band Snide, S-N-I-D-E. Cool band, another one out of the UK. They are from Kent, UK, and on Damn It Records, their release called Punk Satani. That's punk <laughs> hyphen Satani. Punk Satani uh, was all the tracks were remastered by Damn It Records, and it's kind of a conglomeration of uh, the variety of sounds or the the sounds that the band had put out between 2007 and 2019. For a new release on Damn It Records, which came out March 1st of this year. Again, the release was called Punk Satani. There's like 15 tracks or more. There's a ton of tracks on there. A lot of good stuff. Go check out Snide and Cato Street Conspiracy, both on uh, the Damn It Records Bandcamp page. I think Snide's on the Damn It Records Bandcamp page, along with the Mad Mulligans release. And then Cato Street Conspiracy has their own page. So go check those out there. Off of the album there, Punk Satani, I chose the track Hard Work. And, uh, you know, kind of goes along with what we were just talking about as far as skinhead music goes. But this isn't, you know, exclusively to that sound. Uh, you definitely have a little bit different sound in the vocals with Loser. But it's L-O-U, like Lou. Then Z-E-R, Loser, on vocals. <laughs> she brings something a little bit different to the sound. Uh, the nucleus of the band, or where we're at anyway, started or, uh, in 2014. So the band might have started in 2007, but the nucleus of what we have of the band now it started in 2014 and 16 songs. That is the, the number of songs you'll get on that release. So go check it out. Here is the track, Hard Work, The Band is Snide.
Set you free. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't care I don't care what's gonna come about in the future, but every time I hear anything related to the word punksatani, it's gonna remind me of the pressure cooker company that is up there that makes the finest pressure cookers. <laughs> How do you do? My name is Faint. <laughs> yeah, it's that three stooges skit, but he represents the punksatani. I represent the Punxsutawney Pressure Cooker Company in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I know that because the, the joke is he constantly repeats that. Go ahead, bud. How do you do? My name is, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's just the way they teach us down at the office. Yeah, oh, good. Well, the go so- check that out. song itself was good. good. It was a good one. <laughs> I like it. It's snide. Go check out, the, you know, again, that's the kind of a, a compilation of works of the band, all remastered. Go check out the rest. It's over on Dammit Records. Thanks again to Nick for sharing those bands. Go check out that Mad Mulligans, too. I'm sure we'll be playing some more of that in the future, though we have played uh, the new release track, another track back in February, and I think way back in December as well. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing a bunch of the Mad Mulligans and several other bands from the guys in Mad Mulligans. Thanks to Albie and Wynn. Uh, go check them out. Go check out all those bands. Go check out Dammit Records. Eric, let's wrap up the show with some not punk music. Yeah, some not punk music, but I am reverting back to metal. And yeah, it's one of those bands that when you think of the term heavy metal, you ultimately think of them. And that is Judas Priest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the leather and the motorcycles and all the fucking amazing guitars and the mirrored vocals off of Rob Halford and just the riffs. Oh, my God, those riffs. I was discussing with a couple friends of mine, like, if I were to choose the uh, four bands that without them, metal would not exist, it all comes down to Black Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Dio, and Judas Priest. And Judas Priest sits on top of the food chain because they influenced a plethora of so many bands, from the thrash bands to the hair bands to the even the new metal bands. People always come back to Judas Priest. Right. And why wouldn't you? They are a fucking amazing band. They're one of those metal bands that, like, when I just think of a riff and I think of, like, a, a song of theirs, I immediately get in a good mood, and I immediately have to play it. <laughs> this pick that I did is one of those songs. This was their last album that came out just um, a bit over three years ago in 2018 called Firepower. And Firepower, I have been sleeping on this record. I listened to it once uh, a couple years ago when it came out, and I was like, okay. But I wasn't in the right mindset, obviously, because when I, lis- I went back and revisited some priest uh uh, some priest uh, about a month ago because one of our friends was uh, 
you know, had a birthday, and we were like, why don't we give her a Judas Priest-themed birthday party, which we did, but that included making a playlist of a bunch of, uh, of a bunch of Judas Priest songs. So I had to go back, listen to the discography, and think of what songs were going to be the best ones. And this came up. This, I was like, okay, this is going on there. This is going on there, and uh, I think i got to listen to it again, and again, <laughs> and again. <laughs> so yeah, the song is Evil Never Dies. And my God, does this thing rip. It's, uh, it's every time I think of the little intricacies in the guitars, just leads that don't have to be there, but they are put there, and it just makes it sound ten times better. It's like they're honing their craft on this one. Even into the even into the days where you expect a band like this to be dwindling down, calling it quits. Nope, here they come ripping with firepower. It sounds like a contender to Hellbent for Leather or British Steel or Screaming for Vengeance. I'm like, yep, this is closely becoming one of my favorites. And this song, Evil Never Dies, is one of it's definitely cracked the top five best Priest songs of my personal list. So yeah, here it is, Evil Never Dies. Uh, I hope you, I hope you appreciate this. <laughs> the devil's moved from Georgia. His mission's still the same. The world's become his oyster once Caught up in this voodoo 
trying to break free I feel I'm being smothered Trapped by this entity Black and clouds around me Filling me with dread I can't escape the horror With the devil in my head He relishes the suffering Can't stand this whole attack My life's been taken hostage pitch halford there <laughs> oh yeah like i said it just mirrors when the uh when glenn's guitar gets to that gets to those notes above the 12th fret he can match that sometimes he's a little higher than the highest note you can hit on a guitar <laughs> uh, but yeah even if you listen to that last chorus you just hear him jamming away on that guitar just adding all those little uh these little theatrics to it that really paint the image of that song for you and yeah, that is Judas Priest of most recent presentation. And it sounds like they never missed a beat. <laughs> you almost forget that they had another singer for a minute. They started as a band in 1969. So we were talking yep. about the 1981 for the queers, you know, 40 years as a band. Well, 52 years <laughs> ago, that's when Judas Priest started and... Uh, that album came out just shot, you know, 49 years after the band started. So oh, yeah. <laughs> congratulations to them. That's pretty amazing. Oh, yeah. Like I said, feels like they never skipped a beat. This is one that, like, uh, if you were to introduce somebody to Judas Priest and you give them this album, yeah, you're going to get what you expect. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And even the old school fans will love this. They do love this. <laughs> They hit, they hit kind of a lull in the 2000s a little bit. Nothing really amazing was coming out. And then, boom, here comes Firepower. I can listen to that multiple times. It's one, and that's one of those songs that just makes me want to turn the volume all the way up on my speaker and just actually put my vocal cords through an endurance <laughs> test just to try and get those high notes. It's one of those things, you know, it hypes you up. And Judas Priest, uh, that's how I know it's a good Judas Priest song, because it makes me want to do that. <laughs> well, it's good stuff. Let's wrap up the show with one final pick. They're more of a somewhere between thrash and classic alternative you pick. Uh, they get played on channels that play hair metal even, even yeah. though they're definitely not hair metal. The band is <laughs> Ugly Kid Joe. The name of the band 
is a spoof on the hair metal band Pretty Boy Floyd. So you got Ugly Kid Joe, uh, and then there was Pretty Boy Floyd, which we're not going to be playing any Pretty Boy Floyd on this show. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably play some hair metal, but it ain't going to be Pretty Boy Floyd. Uh, They're from Isla Vista in California. Started as band 1989. A couple years later, they released America's Least Wanted, another spoof title off of America's Most Wanted. But (laughs) uh, go look up the the album cover. It's a cool album cover. Uh, September 8th of 92 is when they released America's Least Wanted. They have far more popular tracks than the track that I'm going to play. Eric had heard of the band, never heard the band, so I played what I thought were the two more popular tracks from the band, which is uh, Cats in the Cradle and Everything About You. And he has heard those, hasn't heard this, He's going to hear this. This was the mood I was in this morning, scrolling through, looking for something else. Saw Ugly Kid Joe, listened to it. I enjoyed the bluesy guitar sound with all of the stuff that I was listening. I listened to two other albums this morning, at least most of the tracks on two albums. And this one, this was the mood I was in. And I moved the track I was going to play on this show out to next week. And here we go. Here's Ugly Kid Joe. The song is called Goddamn Devil.
All right, as that song winds down, what'd you think compared to the other two that you heard? Well, I felt like this one was a bit closer to uh, their hair metal, uh, well, parody metal. (laughs) 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 Parody metal. Right. That's that's sort of a weak pun, but yeah. And I did get a bit more of the thrashiness in there when it started picking up towards the end. Right. Even just the little uh, tremolo notes they had hidden in there, just a... Yeah. So, so yeah, I get a bit of the little thrashiness. I get a little bit of the hair metalness, and I get a bit of that. Uh, but I get the most of that uh, alternativeness, right? <laughs> so it's all co- it is all coming together. There's just some parts that are a bit that are spotlighted a bit more than others, right? So, so yeah, but I do hear it, and I think it's funny the the correlation between our two metal tracks one evil never dies and then the goddamn devil so it's this uh this alleged kid joe who is possessing rob halford there you go <laughs> he can try he's trying he's trying those uh, high pitch notes but right really anyone i mean he's operatically trained so of course he's of course no one's going to match halford <laughs> but ugly kid joe yeah that's a that's a hell of a mixture right there. <laughs> I liked it. It was cool stuff. Again, it was just uh, the mood I was in this morning. Hadn't played Ugly Kid Joe on the show before, so I thought, why not? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the that's kind of what this section's become. It's become the why not section, <laughs> right? <laughs> why not? Which is cool. You know, now I'm like, okay, now floodgates are open. Now I just got to kind of uh, <laughs> sk- <laughs> sif- sift through the rubble and just, uh, oh, yeah, what about this song? That's going. Uh, this one. Oh, yeah. We'll put that in there as well. Well, stay tuned in future weeks for Why Not. <laughs> yeah, for Why Not. <laughs> the Why Not section of the SLC Punk Cast. All right. Show's over. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube Music, Amazon Music, Player FM, and SLCPunkCast.com. The band you can find on Instagram at Amigo the Devil, at The Raging Nathans, at The underscore Explainers underscore NC. At the queers official, at street underscore threat, at against me, at the Cato Street Conspiracy, and that's C A T O for Cato, at Snyder Punk UK, at Judas Priest, at Ugly Kid Joe official, shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram, scary uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. You can find my band on Instagram at anonymous underscore band official. Find it on Facebook at Anonymous Band SLC. And on Bandcamp, anonymous dot oh wait, anonymous SLC dot bandcamp.com. Uh, you can also listen to another podcast that I'm on at Correct Podcast. It's a subsidiary of uh, Circle Pit Radio. So find that on Spotify as well. Awesome. You can listen to me uh, you know, reacting to weird news stories with some friends of mine and just having fun, talking shit, having a lot of uh, having a lot of benign humor, <laughs> lowbrow <laughs> jokes, and uh, uh, and yeah, our host is always high. <laughs> so, but that's the that's the thing that that's the thing that makes it podcast entertaining, right? Right? I hope. But yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing outside of this one. Well, if you don't get enough of Eric on this hour each week, then uh, go check out Eric there too. Yeah. This hour, almost hours. Yeah, hour <laughs> we're past the hour and a half mark on this one. Typically two hours <laughs> on the 
interviews, we did talk a lot about punk rock bowling and a few other things. So without further ado, let's get the show wrapped up so we can wrap it up hopefully under an hour 40, but probably not. At Amigo the Devil, these are all on Facebook, at The Raging Nathans, at The Explainers ILM, at The Queers, at Street Threat, at Against Me, at Cato Street Conspiracy Punk, at Snide Punk, at Official Judas Priest, at Ugly Kid Joe Band, at SLC Punkcast. That's it. That's all. Eric, you got any final thoughts before we wrap the show up? Uh, really nothing uh, that special. Just want to remind everyone that the uh, first Friday of the month is coming up. A week from this Friday. Yep, a week from this Friday. So if you have some bands that you'd like to, uh, whose music you'd like to have as a file on your computer, <laughs> then download from those bands on Bandcamp. All the residuals will go directly to them. Bandcamp's waiving their fees so that, you know, gives them a bit of a stay of execution. And... And yeah, you, all the support goes directly to the band itself. So, you know, and also, I'm on Bandcamp. Give, give us some love, please. We need some money. Rissa needs new drums. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, that that's really that's really it. You know, any bands that you have on Bandcamp and you want to own some of their music, then buy it from them directly off of their Bandcamp page. All the money will go to them, and they will have more of a more of a I don't know, a financial uh, push to release more stuff. That's the circle of life when it comes to music, people. Give and take, man. (laughs) That's really all that it comes down to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Play the fucking outro. (laughs) 